Was anyone else chuckling during that Genesis reading? It's like giving a mouse a cookie. You know, it's like, well, what about... And I love it. And then it goes into this story where we've got the knocking. Shameless persistence. I love it. I adore it. Um, hits just keep on coming. We get the Lord's Prayer today. Uh, we had uh, Good Samaritan. We had Mary and Martha. And now we get to the, Good Sam- uh, we get to the Lord's Prayer. And again, folks, I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. There's a theme happening here. It's why they come right after another in the Bible. Uh, there's something being said here very, I think, profound about um, a change in perspective. Because we know the perspective shift in the Good Samaritan story from who is my neighbor to am I neighborly. We know the perspective shift in the Mary and Martha preoccupied with the sins of her sister. This one is about prayer. And I think there's a change in perspective perhaps about what it does, how it works, and how it changes us. So we had those stories before. And I think the disciples would have started recognizing this as well when they come to Jesus with this question. Because what they've noticed is in the past two stories that have just happened, Good Samaritan and Mary and Martha, it's all about perspective and reorienting, changing their attentions. And they notice, isn't it weird Jesus seems to always have the right perspective on things? Isn't that so strange? To us it's not, of course. But to them, they're like, what is it about him that he's always looking... He's, he's telling a story and we're all watching this hand, but this one's doing all the cool stuff. How do we start recognizing what's happening over here? So they ask, you know what? There's got to be something to Jesus's practices, Jesus's ways. He's our rabbi. We are his students. Teach us to pray. That's got to be a part of it. He's doing it all the time. If we learn to pray like uh, John's disciples learned to pray from him, then obviously we're going to understand things differently. Perhaps we will begin to see what Jesus is paying attention to that we always miss. So we get the Lord's Prayer, which I will say in its essence is already a big shift in how we focus even in prayer. Even the first words are an adjustment to how prayers would have been engaged with in their time. It starts with what? The Lord's Prayer starts with, our father, right? We got father. So right away, something's changed because he's not saying my dad, not yours. He's saying father, parent, caretaker, the one who formed me, protector, provider, the primary being, the primary mover. Your name is holy. You are the holy one. You are the beginning. You are the end. But also, you are our parent. And all that comes with that. A big shift already. God is close. God is loving. God is also the author of existence. It's such a big shift. It's such a big thing being brought right here as near as our own breath. Not too different from Jesus showing up on earth. And we get to the meat of the story from there. It says, your kingdom come here as it will be then. We want it now as it will be in the future. I have no asks. I have no requests. I just want to reiterate in my prayer that I know who you are and I know what you are about and you are ushering in your kingdom, your reign of mercy, your reign of peace, your reign of forgiveness, restoration, justice. It's your plan. In essence, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is saying, this is your plan, not mine. It's really quick saying, I'm not God, which is a great thing for us to always remember. So let's start there, who God is. 
what God's about. In fact, you know what? Let's carry on with this. It's so much about you. I recognize that all things I do, all things I have, the work I have, the love I share, the way I serve, all of that, it's all a gift from you. The fact that there is food to buy, food to grow, food to eat, water to drink, this is all because of your provision. I know who God is, and I know what God's all about, and God's about all these things. God has given me all things I need, loved ones to accompany me on my pilgrimage, meaningful purpose, all this. Give it to us. Give us this day our daily bread, the things we need every day, because I know they come from you. I know they can only come from you and through your love. I know they come from love because I know I don't deserve them. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, right? That's where it goes from there. I know it comes from love, but I know most certainly I have taken advantage of that love at times. So help me to avoid wandering from these truths. I don't want to try to be God. I don't want to decide who I should and who I shouldn't forgive. Deliver me from those ways that tempt me to do evil, to decide who is worthy, who is my neighbor, and who isn't. Protect me, because I know my ways lead me to death. I know my ways often don't line up with your ways, so help me. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. All, always and forever. Amen. That's basically the Lord's Prayer. I embellished a bit. I understand. Do you guys notice anything about that prayer? It doesn't ask for anything like two specifically in the regular version, but when we spread it out about what it's actually talking about, this is actually asking for everything. For all things. It's asking for a heart that can understand God's ways. It's asking for hands to do God's work. It's asking for food to feed and nourish us for God's work. It's to help me identify individuals, people who accompany me along the way. Your guidance when I miss the mark. It's asking for encouragement when I figure it out. So to answer the question, Jesus, show us how to pray. How do you do this thing? The answer is... Pray in a way that reminds you who God is and who you are and what God is all about and how you are being invited into that work. Because you are a part of God's work. There's a uh, quote from Abraham Lincoln I love. During the Civil War, one of his advisors was saying how grateful they were, how thankful they were that God was on their side in this conflict. This terrible conflict. I am so happy God is on our side. And Abraham Lincoln said, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side at all. My concern is that I am on God's side. Because God is always right. So it's not about a prayer convincing God, hey, I need your help over here. I've, I've kind of dug something. No, no, no. It's I hope in this prayer that I would be like you. I hope that I'm on your page. This, this quote from Lincoln is someone who prayed and remembered a prayer of the Lord, his shepherd, that was about reconnecting and asking, whatever you need, God, everything, I need it from you. I need everything from you. The Lord's Prayer, it's a beautiful one. I talk about it a lot, admittedly. I apologize if it ever gets boring. But then we get into this great continuation of the give a mouse a cookie bit. Now we get knocking on a door. So first it was Abraham, how many? Now it's just keep knocking until you get what you want, which sounds like pestering. And I can't, I can't tell you how delighted I am that Jesus uses this example. Like, this is a good example. Just keep knocking. 
They'll give you what you want. It's, it's so funny. It seems to be a theme as, as us in our prayer that we are called to be people who knock insistently. We should pray, obviously, without ceasing. We should be persistent in our prayer. We should be persistent in prayer that God would do what? Help us in our work to help the world in matters of injustice, on matters of peace, of healing, and love, and hope. That our brothers and sisters who live in the midst of violence, warfare, injustice, oppression, we should pray all the time without ceasing. Knock. Do as much as we can. Because we know this is not God's hope for creation. So we will pray. Pray without ceasing that God will intervene. We will pray. And keep knocking. And keep knocking. But I'll admit this knocking story to me It isn't told like this in the story here, but for me, if I'm being honest, I find more often than not that I don't associate with myself with the person banging on a door. I oftentimes see myself as the one who's cozy, wrapped up, secure, happy, resting in my own house, saying my Lord's Prayer when my neighbor is in need. Maybe I'll skip that sometimes. If my neighbor needs bread... What? I just, I literally just got my shoes off. Not now, right? Your neighbor is praying, praying without ceasing, praying for the troubles in their lives, for the needs in their hearts, for the loved ones in their midst, those who have passed away, those who are struggling, those who are suffering. They need to know, they need you. Today, they needed you actually yesterday, in fact. They need you to be that person of peace, that comforter. And I know you are wrapped in your comforter currently in bed, but I know you're okay, but you literally just prayed a prayer that I'm about provision and I'm asking you, can you help provide for your neighbor? I'm going, give me a second. Just wait. I'm tucked in, I'm cozy, I'm happy, I'm comforted. I've prayed my Lord's Prayer. I've done literally everything I was supposed to do. It's God again. (laughs) I'm working towards the restoration of the entire cosmos and your brother is very hungry. I'm working towards a reality where all will be fed. You've been fed, clearly. You are resting with a very full belly, Alex. Your neighbor could use a bite to eat because you know God provides and perhaps they need to know as well that God provides. You know God provides your daily bread. You just said so. Will you provide daily bread for your neighbor as I have provided for you? I know that Jesus is encouraging me to be persistent, but I think that's because I have noticed this thing about God's knocks. It's that God is way more persistent than I could ever be. (laughs) Maybe it's the Lutheran in me that's so fixated on this persistent nature of God. The reminder that God came down to help. When the world was drinking its tears by the bowlful, God didn't sit up in some cloud, shout something from outer space. God came down, comforted us. Because something needed adjusting. Something needed to be done, refocused. So absolutely pray. We are to pray without ceasing, but also I will encourage all of us to answer the door when our neighbor is knocking, to be a part of that work. Because there are countless knocks at the door, and I confess it feels overwhelming, but that's
That's why we practice. We practice. We are reminded every time we utter this prayer, the kingdom, the power, the glory, our bread, our loved ones, our community, our very lives, they belong to God. The disciples, when they heard Jesus teach them this prayer, I wonder if when they heard that, they began to understand how it was that Jesus always had his eye on the ball, always on the right thing, never falling for the misdirection. That he had this unique vision that allowed him to see the needs of his neighbor always, to see the dangers of our anger towards uh, a neighbor, the destructiveness of judgment, the self-righteousness that can come from confusing ourselves with God. I wonder if hearing Jesus pray this prayer, they began to understand his unique perspective was not something he just had, but something he asked for in prayer. Something he practiced in prayer. Every day in prayer. God, help me. Help me get on your page. Help me see as you see. Forgive as you forgive. Help me in my unbelief is my prayer. Help me in my doubts. Help me when the knock comes to my door and I am tempted to postpone the relief uh, for my neighbors. Help me to, God, be like you. Help me to be a source of healing and restoration to those who are struggling. Help me be your kingdom now as it will be then. For the kingdom the vision, the goodness, the healing, the hope, the light in the life, the power in the glory. Whose are they? They're not ours to withhold. They are ours to share forever and ever. Amen.